Hey everyone, welcome to Reformed Podmatics, hosted by the pastors of Almond Valley Christian Reformed Church in Ripon, California. It's Pastor Mark Van Dyke and Pastor Zach Dewey, and this podcast exists to promote the vibrant, biblical, and historically informed face of Reformed theology, both in our context and beyond. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Reformed Podmatics. I'm Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Zach. And we say a hearty, happy Easter to all of our listeners. Yeah. Christ is risen. He, he is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. And um, we uh, just wanted to give a quick update here because we haven't done so in the last week or so <laughs> and likely will not do anything in the week ahead here because of um, some vacation plans. And so oh, yeah. uh, that is kind of where things are at and wanted to give you a short little episode here on what it means to be a Reformed Christian on Easter Sunday and uh, maybe even more broadly on Holy Week and Good Friday. And so we're going to ask a quick question, do a quick episode, um, <laughs> and we'll be back very likely on um, Tuesday, April 13, with yeah. a full episode of Reformed Podmatics. But in the meantime, Zach, what do you think? Is Why is it good to be Reformed on Easter Sunday? So I think the the best answer, well, best answer I can come up with at least, maybe you can you can outdo me, Mark, is uh, I would take it from Herman Ritterboss mm. in uh, his work on Paul in particular. He highlights the doctrine of union with Christ, uh, which isn't just his invention. It's a deeply Reformed doctrine and deeply Christian doctrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Reformed take on it really emphasizes, I think, all of the sort of church calendar days right the incarnation death resurrection and ascension and so on easter we get the center of that we get death and resurrection uh good friday really being the death and then easter sunday being the resurrection mm. and so when we learn all four of those movements of the gospel we see how how our our spiritual life springs from each one of those uh, that jesus has entered into our estate as a human in incarnation and then in death he has died for us, and he has therefore killed our guilt and, and laid aside our guilt, um, and we we are dead to our old man, and, and now on Easter, we are alive with Christ because of, of his resurrection. So his resurrection means that we too are even, in some sense, raised to new life, and we live differently than we did before. We have the power of the Holy Spirit causing us to be alive, mm. and so Easter truly is a time to to sit and to reflect and to take joy in that fact that there is life and that life can be lived live differently. There can be hope. There can be joy where there would have otherwise been doubt or distress or grief or despair. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe even uh, more broadly, I'll give a specific answer in just a moment, but I would think more broadly we can be thankful to be Reformed and on Easter, on Good Friday, because the work of Christ is the center of Reformed theology, mm-hmm. and um, to really hold tightly and strongly to the confessions and to the scriptures is to put these days at the center of our lives, not just at this time of year, but every mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. of the year. Um, so certainly other denominations elevate the work of Christ, um, but I would say um, there is no other theological tradition that writes 
as eloquently and as powerfully about the work of Christ, just like you've said, union with God through Christ as um, the great Reformed theologians. Um, so uh, that's maybe the more broad reason why I love being Reformed on uh, Holy Week, uh, culminating in Easter Sunday. But specifically, the thing that I love is the great answer that the Catechism gives in two yeah. places concerning our life with Christ, our life with God through him. Um, firstly, you have Q&A 1, that it is all our comfort, it is our only comfort in life and in death, that we belong to Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead. Um, it doesn't point as much to the resurrection itself in that Q&A, but if we read that on Easter Sunday, that all of our hope, all of our comfort, all of our peace is found mm-hmm. in um, a victorious king, a victorious savior, then um, that gives a lot of meaning and um, power and impact to the Easter message. Uh, secondly, of course, you have Q&A 45 of the Heidelberg Catechism, which gives such a great answer to how does Christ's resurrection benefit us, and it's kind of a threefold answer, and um, we can think about how this matters today on Easter Sunday. Uh, first, his resurrection by his resurrection he has overcome death so that he might make us share in the righteousness he obtained for us by death it's a pretty hmm. compact um layered deep answer actually right right yeah. off the bat there uh second by his power we are already raised to new life and so there's a sense of righteousness hmm. to his death and resurrection that we gain there we also, by his power, are raised to new life, and so he, in his power, blesses us with new life already. I think that's a really important one for new for new Christians to be aware of. Yeah. Um, certainly, long life, lifelong Christians as well. That that Christ's resurrection power is at work in us already. And then third, of course, Christ's resurrection is a sure pledge of something that will happen um, of our blessed resurrection. Yeah, um, that's great. So it guards against an overrealized eschatology that because Christ is risen, everything in life is going to be just great from now on. Um, but it also guards against just pure futurism as well, particularly in the second part there. By his power, we are already raised to new life. We are new, a new creation. The old is gone. The old has died with him, and is ri- and the new is risen to life. I love how so much attention is given to the New Testament in that threefold answer. Mm-hmm. That his resurrection is for our righteousness. Uh, Paul says that he is raised for our justification. So we often think of his death being really what's for our justification, mm-hmm. but Paul also says his resurrection is for our justification. So he raises us to give us his righteousness. He raises us to give us new life, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and that he also raises us as a sort of a picture of what's to come in the final resurrection when we will share in new life with him as well. So that that's great biblical theology in a really succinct and compact format. Yeah, it, it's, and you can just look at the catechism um, and you would see uh, six scripture references in mm-hmm. just those few words. And yeah. again, that is one of the great benefits of the Reformed Confessions is the way that they weave the truth of scripture together um, often into a very... Um, memorable, helpful way. Um, not as though Scripture doesn't do that in and of itself, but um, it can be so helpful to 
to look at Romans, 1 Corinthians, 1 Peter, Ephesians, Colossians, um, yeah, Philippians, and sort of meld them together into a statement of our faith, and that's exactly what happens in Q&A 45. So, um, so God bless you, everyone. Uh, yeah. God bless you with faith in Christ. God bless you with peace through him, and um, hopefully your week is blessed, and uh, we will catch you in about a week or so on April 13, we'll release a new episode. And so in the meantime, thank you for waiting and uh, grace and peace to you. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Amen. See you guys.